What's going on, guys? Welcome here to the Survivor Analyst Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Mims, and boy, this is this is it. We just watched the finale of Survivor Michigan. So exciting. We have so much to talk about, so much to break down. And join with me here to talk about it all, the co-host of the podcast, and that's Dustin King. Well, hello, everybody. We are finally here through this this journey that has been Survivor Michigan. It has had its ups and it's had its downs. Those downs right there in the middle of the season felt like they were going to drag on forever. But thankfully, the Survivor gods came through and they blessed us with a very, very uh, fantastic uh, finale, especially for... Um, a, a YouTube Survivor series. It was great. <laughs> Honestly, my heart was like the whole time. I was like, "Oh my god, please, please, no!" What do you mean he lost the talent? No, we need. No. Anyways, we'll we'll yeah. get. Yeah. I, I'm recalling it all back. The PTSD of it all, the stress and anxiousness that I felt. It's uh, it's just fl- flooding my memory right now. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. I don't know if I can. <laughs> we have so much to talk about on this episode. We have a fantastic finale to recap. And what an episode, because this is not just any episode of the podcast. You might not know this, but this is the 50th Oh, is it? Oh, really? The Survivor Analyst Podcast. What is a great way to bring in the 50th episode, especially with such a fantastic uh, yeah. ending. I was looking at finale, it the other day, and I was like counting them up, and I was like, wow, this is going to line up just perfect for the finale going to be the 50th episode of the podcast. We have to talk about it. Dale is our winner of Survivor Michigan. Thank you. God. <laughs> ah, yes. 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 Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Um, first off, I just want to say I was right from the very beginning. I called Dale right at the start. Yeah, you called it. Just like when he called about finding the Merge Idol. You called him being the winner. or That was your winner pick. Mm-hmm. Along with a lot of other people who I'm a little suspicious about. All those people that were on that preseason podcast uh that were like oh i think dale i think dale and it's like hmm why are y'all all picking dale well and then he ends up being the winner i didn't listen i didn't listen to the preseason podcast thing that you're talking about or whatever so my my uh opinion of who's gonna win was not influenced by that i'm just the fantastic maybe even the best survivor commentator and watcher that's ever existed hmm. yeah much much uh, better than than <laughs> no, we, we have one interview with jackson and i see that jackson has put an influence on dustin <laughs> obviously <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen i admitted when speaking with jackson that <laughs> that i also have that there so, I am working on it, though. I, so, 
Yeah, this this episode was it was a roller coaster of an episode because Dale has put in all this work this whole time. He found two idols. He's the biggest target, and he he has to win this final four immunity challenge, or or so we think. And you know, uh, we, we can't just skip Nate's try <laughs> try at getting into the final four, man. <laughs> I I want to talk about Dale too, but Nate deserves this. They had me almost pulling for him a little bit with how emotional and invested that he was into the game. I kind of felt bad for him. Yeah, uh, so that final five immunity challenge, you know, Nate, He, it's, you know, I was rooting for him too. It was like they were all ganging up against him. They were, I mean, you can't really blame them either because you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it was because it was like you could tell Nate really wanted it too, and he was, um, and he he had the lead. He had the lead in that challenge. He was in the lead by a good margin, and it was all because he couldn't come up with George. How ironic is that? Because I took note of that when uh, it was that episode where George uh, was the temporary host at that merge, and Nate was like, "Oh, I don't even know who this guy is," and then. <laughs> wanna, it comes back to bite him in the ass. I want to take a second and applaud uh, production on that. That little bit of foreshadowing that they did, because I don't, I don't, I don't do that enough. I feel like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mostly crap talk production, but uh, easily like one of the best foreshadows that uh, got worked into any season of Survivor that I've ever seen. Yeah, that it was it was good, and, and oh my god, it tore me up watching him. Just like you can see him tearing up. He's like, I, he wants it so bad. Like, and and and, and it's a puzzle too. It's a puzzle too because he said, you know, there's no way I'm gonna lose if it's a puzzle. And then it just so happens to be a word puzzle at the very end. He's got a lead, and it's only one one clue that he couldn't figure out and he he's like can i use my phone he's running around asking everybody who their what their name are what their names are and um it was so hard and then you know obviously matthew knew who it was because he was from season one and uh like i don't even know if dale was gonna know that or not um <laughs> yeah uh, matthew had to tell him yeah, and then Matthew takes a penalty to get rid of him. They had to gang up on him to get, get him Yeah, they out. were doing it the whole time, through the whole thing. <laughs> Matthew was like, I can't throw a friggin' airplane. Yeah. D- who in the world does not know how to throw an airplane? That was, Matthew just like, it, I don't even, it didn't even look like an airplane. <laughs> it did. It, it would have been better up, better off, I think, like folding the tip. To make it look like an airplane and just balling the rest up and throwing it. Yeah. Or <laughs> just be like, whoop, oh, there it went. That was an airplane. I didn't think that that was it's like a, a hard just a crushed thing to do is to make a paper airplane. But uh, I'm sitting here talking all this garbage, but I can't do it either. What? Mm-mm. I remember specifically one time in seventh grade, eighth grade, eighth grade science class, science class, worst subject. I hated science. <sighs> I don't know why, because I'm, anyways, I'm not going to talk about me like that. Um, uh, But eighth grade science class, the thing, like, he gave us instructions and everything on how to, how to fold it. And I tried my best to fold it, and then I, it did a, 
it did a circular like uh, loop back behind me. So I managed to throw it backwards somehow. <laughs> so wow, I did. I, I thought that that was like I a basic. Like every you, kid knows how to make a paper airplane. I feel your pain. So Matthew. I'm shocked. No, no, you just old. Maybe so. Maybe that's that. Back in my day, that's all we had was <laughs> pieces of paper. To you know that and kick the can. Uh, and tiddlywinks. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I know that sometimes we we'll use, <laughs> la- uh, you know, a bit more colorful language, but you can't say that, Josh. <laughs> Tiddlywink. Yeah. What does that even mean? It's a old timey game. I don't even. Why would you name it that? Who named it that? Who thought <laughs> that was a good idea? <laughs> but anyway, so um, yeah. Dale wins this challenge. He's already got an idol that he can use. And poor Nate just... Uh, yeah, it, it sucked to to uh, watch Nate go out that way. And on a freaking puzzle. The puzzler goes out on a puzzle. Yeah. Um, personally, I kind of kind of wish that uh, they wouldn't have let Matthew cheat. I mean, I don't think Nate would have figured it out at all, but... Still, I don't know. It just, uh, it kind of took it took it out of my sails for me because it did feel like they were. Just, I mean, they obviously they were ganging up on him, but it, it felt unfair. So, it, but even even with that said, though, I don't. Do you think Nate even stands a chance at tribal or at final three if he makes it? Like, because I'm not sure that it matters, honestly. Are oh, you talking about in the final three? Yeah. Like, if Nate somehow made it past and made it to the final three. Uh, if he's with Cat and Matthew, I think he does. No, in no world that's going to happen, though. I mean, that's the only way I could see it happening, though. But right, right. So I don't, I don't. As much as I feel bad for him, um. I don't think he stood a chance of winning at all. Like not not with Shannon or Dale in final three. And as much as much as people like seem to dislike Nate, I don't know that I, I honestly I kinda wonder if Matthew would still be but but I don't know. So when I was watching it and was and I saw that clue, I I myself couldn't figure it out. I was going through like the actual <laughs> cast members. It didn't even register to me the of thinking about the actual host of season one because I was like, is it Liz? Is it Mitch? Is it Cooper? Is it you know Thal Taroski? Uh, who is it? And I was like, oh crap! Oh, it's George. So it's such a basic name too. So like I that that's what would have been even worse for me. Yeah, basically Nate was dead to rights after that. Um, there were there was some talks uh, from um, Shannon and Cat because they just didn't like Matthew. They were like, well, maybe we can get rid of Matthew before Nate. But Dale Dale didn't want that. He knew he was like we got to get rid of Nate, or that that was what was best for his game, and he had control over. Shannon and Cat enough to be like, no, we got to get rid of Nate. So um, that's what happened at the Final Five immunity, or at the Tribal Council. Poor Nate. Yeah. And right and, before and that, Shannon ate a worm. 
Yes. Shannon ate the worm. Dogs gotta eat. <laughs> Without any tequila. I like how they used her own phrase against her. Like, then to like provoke her into eating the worm. Like, hey, hey, dogs gotta eat, right? Hey, you, you say it all the time. Dogs gotta eat, so eat the worm. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't. She didn't back down either. She was just like, "Whoop, all right." I would have been bet. just like Cap. I would. I would have. <laughs> kind of want to throw up thinking about it. I'm not gonna lie. Um. Yeah. At, today at work, um, I was in, in in my office, aka the break room, and you'll get your own office one day. They <laughs> promised. And and uh, Ryan, who is like the the uh sample receiving person he comes busting in the door like oh man there's this like crazy critter outside i wanted you to see and i'm thinking like what is it a snake is it what is it and apparently had some flower pots and at the bottom were just like some earthworms they they were really big but i was like dude from your reaction like i was expecting like some kind of like mystical creature out there or something he's got He's found those glowing worms before. He maybe he was thinking that they were those or something, <laughs> some other kind of variant of worm. Did you eat it? Did you? Did, did no, you it? <laughs> I didn't think about eating it. No, uh, I was thinking about using it as fish bait. But dogs gotta eat, Josh. <laughs> well, I could have fed it to Jack then. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Which Jack is the dog of our? Uh, no, 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 no. We're not going to tell you who Jack is. They're going to think Jack, like Jack Tiggleman. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. They can think Jack Tiggleman. All right. Um, so now we're down to the final four. And with Nate gone, we have Matthew. We have Cat, uh, Shannon, and Dale. Dale, he's he's put himself into this situation where he has to win the final four challenge. And so he's gearing up for the challenge and he's like, you know what? Historically, in these shows, <laughs> it has been, you know, an endurance challenge. Because season one was like holding on to something. Oh was holding on to a statue. Season two, they had to hold on to like a cube, the spinning cube. Season three, they had to hold on to a light, a lamp post. And so, yeah, all those were endurance challenges. So he was like, you know more than likely this is going to be an endurance challenge and what could be my downfall in an endurance challenge could be that i have to go to the bathroom (laughs) he was like like, what if i gotta poo you know and then he was like i mean honestly how bad would it get into the other players' heads if I just took a shit right in front of them in my adult diaper? I mean, honestly, I would have quit. I wouldn't have wanted to smell that shit. He's like, how, how do you think that's going to mess with them mentally if I just, you know, because they're going to be like, hey, I don't have a diaper. What This guy's he's in it for the long haul if he just craps his pants. Just right at the beginning. <laughs> Just eat some chili before you go, or some lima beans or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was so hilarious, watching him actually buy the adult diapers. Do you think he had those diapers on, uh, even at the challenge? Was he like, oh, crap, why did I wear these diapers? Now i got to actually run in them. He got diaper rash after that. <laughs> <laughs> diaper rash, Dale. <laughs> um, I don't know. 
I'm going to guess he probably didn't. I feel like they probably informed him like, as he arrived what the challenge was. Yeah. So I feel like he would have changed into the diaper. Or like as soon as they announced the challenge, like, oh, can we wait a minute? Because I got to, you know, I got to change it. I got to use the bathroom. Yeah. Um, I got to change my diaper. <laughs> what you just say? <laughs> you got to change what? Or maybe. Listen, listen we, I knew you was old, but I didn't think you was that old. Maybe he just like decided to keep him on. Like, hey, you never know. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it would make sense why he decided to stop doing the little bear crawl thing. <laughs> but dude, that challenge, that challenge sucked. It it was so oh man, it was so hard to watch because it was like Dale put in so much work, right? Because at that lose point, it. at that point, right. You know, we're thinking the same way Matthew Israel thinks, right? There's no way in hell if Dale loses, he makes it to final three. That's just insane. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> and so, like, this is where my heart sank. Like, I was texting Josh a little bit back and forth, and I was just like, F. Yeah, it was, it was like, oh, my God. Dale, who we wanted to see win, who put in so much work, he's going to lose it here at the freaking Final Four Challenge. Uh, like, and not even close. Yeah, like, and he gets blown out. Just blown out. With that said, I was like, oh my God, is he going to make a comeback? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, he was coming up on it as Cat finished. Yeah, so... They started playing this epic triumph. I was like, oh my God, please, please. This is what I think. I I do have a little bit of criticism with that challenge where they had to pick the two, whether they could list the 15 schools or they could do the physical challenge. I feel like the two options should in some sense have taken like i get it like one of them's a mental one of them's a physical but i feel like both of them should have some round take the same amount of time that's because that's fair. if that's you, fair. It, like it basically screwed dale when you didn't know the schools like i mean it's not gonna take you that long to do the schools if you know them and then like dale he's like well crap now i don't so now he's forced to do the physical thing and that it's going to take him so much longer, and he would have been you know, screwed. I feel like both of those options should have you know, taken the same amount of time. I agree. I can agree with that, actually. I didn't think about it like that. Um, what would you have replaced the... Um... I think you could have done the physical, but not have so many things, because it, it definitely seemed like... I mean, for Dale just to quit like that, I feel like he's like, well, crap, this is going to take forever. Like, I'm not going to be able to, like, they're going to blow past yeah. me. And that's why he quit to go do the thing. Because he's like, well, if I even stay to do this, I'm definitely going to, it's going to take me so long of a time that, you know, I'm going to get too far behind that there's no way I can catch up. And so yeah. it felt like he had, was forced to have to try to come up with the schools. Right. But with the amount of time that was lapsed by the time, like, because I still, I think 50 minutes or so had already elapsed by the time that he had just about finished. And consider, considering um, how long it was taking everybody else to do everything, and he, it seemed like he called up fairly quickly, that it does make me wonder if maybe he should have just stuck with the physical. Yeah, I'm wondering the same thing too, because it, 
I think if he stuck with the physical, he wouldn't have been as far behind. And because it took him so long to do that little cup pyramid thing, yeah. that I think he could have got there in time to at least attempted to do the puzzle. And if he got that cup puzzle, and you know, if he was able to do that quick enough, he could have won. Or you know what I'm saying? So, I yeah, I it, it was tough to watch. I feel like maybe he should have stuck with the the physical thing. Yeah, but I agree. I think the physical part should have been a little bit easier or less time-consuming, at least. Like they were going to expect that man to do three, what, three laps? Yeah, three bear laps, crawling, some bear and, crawl, and some and then else. crab walk. I think. Like, and that that uh, track looked pretty big. Like it didn't yeah. look like no quarter mile, mile track yeah, or yeah, something. Quarter. It looked like a half mile or something, mm-hmm. like a mile track or something. Like. Oof. Like, I don't, I, I mean, at least in that regard, I would have stopped because your legs just, at least mine, mine would have not been working. Yeah. And then what do you think about afterwards? You have the, the egg challenge where they had to go and find the eggs and, <laughs> and Matthew, he's like, he's down to his last one. Kat and Shannon have done gotten their eggs and left. And so he's like desperate. He's like, I got one more. Hey, if anybody could find this egg, I'll give you 50 bucks if you find this egg right now. Would you have done that? No. God, no. It ain't, I mean, it's like, I agree with Kat. $50 is what you, is what they're playing for. And I get the pride in it, but, um, I feel like, at that point, you um, if you're playing for pride, you find it yourself. So it's kind of like you're throwing away your pride. So is it really even worth it if you have to have somebody help you? Well, he does end up having somebody helping him, and then he Venmo's him fifty bucks. <laughs> no, thank you. I I don't know. I I think it was, you know, outside the box thinking if. If it would have, you know, got him enough time to like, well, I mean, he wasn't that far behind anyways, but because he was, you know, caught up. So I don't know. Um, I didn't have that big of a deal with it. It just, I think to me, it shows how how bad he wanted it to be like, hey, here's 50 bucks. He could have offered like five bucks or something. <laughs> Maybe somebody would have found it. Somebody would have found it for any kind of free money, I think. Yeah, probably. But still, but still, I, I, I agree well, with now, that. Now that's an Easter egg. Uh, one of them prize eggs right there. 50 bucks in it? Yeah. Shoot. You tell me. I wish my grandparents would have put $50. He would have had a whole bunch of people out there looking for <laughs> Damn right. Uh, um, I feel like he did pick the worst color. Oh, yeah. He picked green. <laughs> he picked green. Like, Cat had pink. I don't remember what uh, Shannon had. Was it purple? Uh, as something like some 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 bright color that was easier to see. That makes sense. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, he had green, which blends into the grass. Well, you, so what, what kind of decision was that? <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to hop around with bunny ears on, anyways. What's the point? And also, I would have been super duper pissed at production if they would have tied my shoestrings together like that. <laughs> Why? Did you see how bad they tied those knots? I think they had to tie them themselves, didn't they? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I didn't see anybody tie the knots. Well, yeah, I don't know. Production might have done it. They uh, might have done it. Mm-hmm. But I know that a lot of them couldn't even untie them. I know that's what and I'm saying. Like Dale places. had to freaking rip his apart. 
They buy me some new shoestrings with, <laughs> and still $50. give me the fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like here's your grand prize money of fifty dollars, and here's your shoes. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I would have wanted. So uh, at at this point, you got Matthew, Cat, and Shannon all at the cup part. Dale's still way back there trying to come up with all the um, schools. And uh, eventually he gets it, and he's starting slowly but surely kind of catch up. And, and it's starting to see, like, okay, well, maybe he can because apparently this cup stacking thing is really hard, and they're struggling to get through. Um, and Because we see, like, Matthew trying. They all really had a good chance at, like, building it, and we're, we're like, I oh, had man. no idea what exactly they were supposed to do with those cups. I was m- way more invested <laughs> in Dale getting back. Yeah, and he, ah, uh, it's so it's like rise. He rounds the corner, and then they're like, they call it. Cat wins immunity, and it's like out of all people, Cat wins the final immunity. <laughs> Listen, and I guarantee. Well, she was pretty much guaranteed the final three anyway. So. Oh yeah, oh, for sure, one hundred percent. There ain't no way she wouldn't. Um, don't forget uh, to plug Cat's. Uh, oh yeah, Mish dot squirrels or whatever. See, yeah, yeah, she, so she does, because I, I, um, I remember in a few episodes ago when Ivy and Kat were talking, and they were talking about squirrels, and I was like, wait, did she just say that she had a, like, a You Miss Squirrels account? Uh, so. I'm about to go find it. Do they have more followers than we do? I'm sure they do, it's squirrels. People love squirrels. Uh, they don't like us. You, <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> apparently, we, uh, we just... No, I'm not going to talk. Yep, okay, let's see. They have 63 followers. So, that's that's more than we average an episode. I wonder how many people have followed after seeing it uh, from the finale. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead and follow. No, no thank you. <laughs> you don't want to see squirrels? You April, don't want to see squirrels. The last time that... They're not active anymore. The last time that they posted was April 24th. 2020? No, 2021. Oh. So that's that a, that that's a ago, couple right? months ago. Well, well, she probably graduated by now. I don't know, but still, don't plug. I mean, I guess it was two <laughs> years ago. Dude, she won that challenge after sitting there taking the time to go play with squirrels. I listen, listen. Um, I thought that part was really cute, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she was sitting there playing with the squirrels. Then, like, she saw the production around behind her, like, turn around and smiled, and then ran off. One hundred percent adorable. Not I'm like, lie. you're in the game. This is the final immunity challenge. This is for you know to guarantee yourself a shot at the you know at winning. Of course, she didn't have a chance, but you know, like, come on. But it was it was adorable, and she took the time to retire shoestrings properly. So yeah, and then she was like, you know, I really don't want Matthew to beat me. <laughs> she, it was so funny. Uh, I, I, um, I was like, Cat kind of endeared herself to me at the end. Like it was just at, at some point, I just had to start laughing at it. So um, now it's the low point. Dale, he's like, what a pathetic performance. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, before we before we get before we finish with the challenge completely, 
the there was a really funny part at the very start where I think it was like the first clue said to ride the bus uh, to the yeah. f- and Shannon Shannon decided to run to the next bus stop just to get on the bus there. It was <laughs> anyways, I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um yeah, she decided she was going to try to outrun them to the thing and then she ended up on the bus anyways. But um so well, what did you, what did you think of the amazing race? theme challenge anyways um overall um i think you leveled a pretty good uh uh what's the word i'm looking for not complaint but uh uh, criticism against it with the the two like different options for that one challenge not being necessarily equal as far as time goes um but overall i thought it was enjoyable um I kind of. I was like, happy that it was in the daytime. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't have Nate. Maybe the, you know what? Maybe that's Cat. She was right this whole time. You know, now that she didn't have to compete at midnight, she was able to win a challenge. Listen, they they put a little thing. Uh, the third, whatever what was it called? The the what, lower third. The lower third thing. Apparently, she's like the all-time auto leader. Either for the season or all time, the winningest person yeah, in yeah. Survivor Michigan. Yeah, she she out, she outdid you, Jackson. <laughs> if you're listening, well, she got most of those for like tribal immunities, and she I didn't even compete in one of them. Well, I she think. got it. She still got it. And it's on her record, so mm-hmm. so she she made it to final three, and she is the most winning. I'm just saying, maybe she deserved to win. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, no, not really, but. And when we get there, I will say that, yeah, we'll talk about when we get there. When we get there. Yeah, so, yeah, so Dale, he knows, he's like, ah, this, I mean, this was my chance. I kind of, I blew it. Um, so now the only chance he has is if he can somehow convince Shannon to convince, you know, to, you know, get with Kat and then try to get rid of Matthew. Um, but Shannon, she knows like, Hey, if I, if, you know, I have to get rid of Dale. Cause if I can get rid of Dale, I could, you know, I could win. But then it's so hard for me to get rid of Dale because, um, we've been together. Like it would be hard for me to break this promise that I made so early in the game. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, so I will say I definitely gave Shannon a lot of shit. I will say that, uh, I did come around. Shannon was definitely one of the better players this season. And as far as her relationships and everything goes, phenomenal at it. Um, there was at one point where Dale was talking to her, and it seemed like he convinced her that she may not even have a chance of winning against Matthew, or that it would be close. Um, so... But you're presenting it as if um, Shannon was just too emotionally attached to Dale to vote him out. So do you do you think it? Because I tend to agree with you. I think it was that. But the way that at least for some of the show, it seemed to show that maybe she was afraid that she wouldn't even win against uh, Matthew. So I'm kind of I'm like, how much do you? 
how much of each thing played into it do you think well i think it was a combination of 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 almost all of it i feel like she's like in, in a sense she's like you know man i could go to the end with my friends i can go to the end with cat and dale and i could like live happy with my decisions like i'm like because she said something like oh if i cut out dale i'll be the villain and like she's maybe not to the the fans but to me i will be a villain and that would be hard for me to live with backstabbing dale and you know okay that's you know that's her and that's the way she sees things and um and I think another thing is it is too is that um, not only is that emotional connection with Dale where she's really close with him, but I think also in a way I, she mentioned something about this where she's like, "How bad would it be to lose some votes against Matthew if I lost against Dale?" Dale's the best person like that wouldn't be bad, but if I brought Matthew along with me and somehow Matthew wins against me. How crazy would that be? So I think in terms like, oh, the safest bet for me, like I'll make the, the good decision for me personally and taking Dale. And if I lose to him, well, no one's going to like, you know, right. obviously Dale's going to win. But then if somehow I take Matthew, you know, and he w- somehow wins, like that would be even worse than me losing to Dale almost. Right. And I think, I don't know if she thought that before Dale had brought it up or not. Um, but if she, if she wasn't thinking that and Dale planted that seed, phenomenal, phenomenal gameplay by Dale, uh, because there's no way in hell, no way in hell. Matthew Israel beat Shannon. In final no. Three. Yeah. No way. That's, um, it's like what Jack said is like, you know, if you would have taken Matthew, there's no way that you lose. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's the Wu and Tony thing. Hall Wu could have taken Cass; he would have won. But instead, he takes Tony and loses to him, and that's the same way. Uh, Shannon, she guaranteed. I think she was going to win between Matthew and Cat. Was never going to get any votes, but. Yeah, she would have... Because Dale been, was definitely voting for Shannon. Yeah, even though he I'm, was saying, like, oh, I would be so hurt and upset. No, like, He knew what he was doing. Yeah. I mean, he told production on the way there, like, if she's smart, she's going to vote me out. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think Dale respects game a lot more than that. It's just Shannon couldn't see through it. Um, <laughs> or what at did least you, chose not to. So, when he had that meeting with... Uh, Shannon, he had his wife like putting eye drops in his eyes to make him look like he was crying. I will, again, I do not, I do not condone or support <laughs> any kind of emotional manipulation. Well, that Dale did. I think for me, the biggest takeaway, the biggest takeaway from this season for me, and like for me as like, oh, what could I take if I was playing some future game? Uh, you know, if I got to play Survivor, what's my biggest takeaway? And it was something that Dale said in the very beginning when he was quoting Thal from season one, when he was like, people overlook making that personal connections with people. And I think that was the key. His relationship with Shannon was key for him to win the game. And he took the time to make connections with everybody. He said, you know, oh, I'm a huge threat because everybody likes me. The reason why everybody likes me is because I take the time to not only, I don't just 
you know, go to people and say, hey, um, then just instantly jump into, you know, strategy. Cause he was like, oh, well, Jackson is the kind of person who he don't even ask, oh, what's the weather, you know, or how's the weather? He just jumps into strategy and, and treats people as pawns when Dale actually, you know, takes the time to learn about people and he said also like when you learn about people you can figure out what kind of person they are and then you can use that information to kind of you know even use that against them or manipulate them further on because i feel like when he got to know shannon he got to know that hey she's an emotional person and if she's somebody if i can really get an attachment to i can get her to do whatever when we get down to it and that was key to his game and i feel like that was the biggest reason why he got rid of because he could have gotten rid of shannon instead of jackson but then he got rid of jackson because he knows jackson's the more analytical person he's a more logical person with, with shannon he has that emotional connection to that he can eventually you know uh use and he did which ended up helping him win the game yeah and once again Emotional manipulation is not okay. <laughs> Please do not go through your life trying to do that. Thank you. <laughs> it reminds me of um, Spencer Bledsoe from Kagi On. When he came back to play Second Chances, he said that his biggest fault was that he was such a game bot that he treated people like they were game pieces, like they were just little chess pieces that he was moving around. And he forgot to really make that connection with people. And... I feel like, you know, that's where Dale succeeded, that he was able to make that connection with people, but also be this, like, strategical person. Uh, I hate Spencer so what? much. Don't be talking about Spencer I've, like that. I've already told you this. I know that I've, I've expressed this on this podcast before. Uh, what is your deal with Spencer? I've said this before. I know I have. Because uh, that quote that you were just quoting, he's like... I'm moving around people like game... You were never in that much control. Spencer, Tony was in control. I don't know about a second season. I haven't watched the second season, so I can't speak to that. But in Kageon, he was never in that much control. To be like, oh, yes, I'm the one. I am the game master. I am moving the chess pieces. Or You only <laughs> made it that far because Tony wanted you there. <sighs> Team Spencer. Dr. Mike is better than Spencer. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Let's just move on. Um, so, we um, so we get to the art. So let's talk about Matthew here because he was like, yeah, there ain't no way in the world they're going to not vote out. Well, there was this kind of like prisoner dilemma because you had Shannon and Kat who were always, you know, they were going to vote together. And then for some reason... Cat was like, oh, you know what would be really cool? Is if we get, if we force this like tie between Matthew and, and Dale, and then we could put them into like a tiebreaker challenge. That would be fun, wouldn't it? And then Shannon was like, no, it wouldn't, because then it would make it so easy for them just to vote together and vote me, and I'll be going home. Listen, she didn't think it through, but she wouldn't been wrong. It would have been great to watch Matthew and Dale do a tiebreaker challenge, whatever that would have been. Like, I wanted to see a fire-making challenge. I wanted it so badly. <laughs> Considering that they were inside, though, it wouldn't have been that. But if it would have been. I just thought about this, but going back to, like, how Dale 
was making like real connections with people. It's kind of like the antithesis of what Matthew was doing. <laughs> Matthew just Matthew, people off. Yeah, where he was because it really seemed like Cat was pissed off with him. Shannon was mad at him because he was oh he's always talking down to me. He always feels like he's got to explain things to me. Like I'm not capable of thinking things for myself. And so you know you had Matthew who. They were all mad at, and then they had Dale, who was like, well, we're going to lose against him, but we, I, I like him so much, like, oh, I might, you know, settle for losing against him to, if just to see Matthew go home. And then that way, when he, ha- when he's a jury member and he has to ask me a question, I could say, it's because you were a, a jerk to me and you talked down to me. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew, hopefully he's gotten better. Um, like, they had that little, like they showed it after the fact, but like ten minutes before tribal, he was like, "So are we? Who are you voting for?" And she, Shannon was, like, "I'm voting for you." And 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 instead of nicely, he's just like, "You know, you're gonna lose against Dale, right? You know, you're gonna <laughs> lose against Dale." And then had the freaking audacity to like shake the man's hand on the way out. Well, I I feel like. He makes the most logical sense. He was like, uh, it, or because when he said that, he was like, well, I think you're just uh, settling for second place because you're obviously going to lose against Dale, which he's yeah, 100% right. But you, but you, you don't know, say that. He's thinking you logically. Gotta, you have to know your audience. Yeah. You have to. And that's what I mean. And it's like you're saying, that's what Dale did. He knew his audience. When I was watching that Final Four immunity challenge, I knew, I knew that Shannon and Kat were going to vote for Matthew. Because they were acting way too happy. They were cracking jokes. If Shannon was going to vote for Dale, she wouldn't have been cracking jokes and laughing and like doing peace signs behind them. Because, uh, you know, she would have been tore apart if she had to vote out Dale. So I was like... And then at that point, it became, did Dale vote for Matthew? Um, which that was an interesting thing, too. What did you think about... Because... Um, he actually talked Matthew because Matthew could have voted for Dale, but then Dale kind of talked Matthew into like, oh, we got to have a tie that way because you know those two are going to vote together. If we vote together, then we're at least guaranteed a tie if we vote together. But then uh, Dale took the risk because what if um, Shannon and Kat voted for Dale and then he switches his vote to Matthew while Matthew voted for Shannon, then Dale's got two votes and he's going home. But I think he knew that he had that big connection with, you know, and that and that's what that's what I'm saying. Like the whole him making connections with people and how critical that is to your game, especially to emotional players like Shannon. I mean, that was a huge leap of faith that he had to take on Shannon because she could have voted him out right there. Yeah, I think. Um, I wonder honestly because I feel like. Matthew probably knew that Dale was voting for him as well. I feel like maybe he was hoping, but also uh, a little bit of bitter towards Shannon was in that vote for her. So I I wouldn't be surprised if he knew that Dale was voting for him as well, and he just like, well, she's being stupid, so I'm going to vote for her. Yeah, um, and before the immunity challenge we forgot the rites of passage oh uh, yeah that was pretty dope i'm <laughs> glad dale pulled that together yeah he he threw it back old school and had a old uh 
the rites of passage where they got to pay homage to all the fallen survivors before them. And I thought it was funny how they had all their pictures and were trying to burn it when it was raining. It's like, you're just going to have to edit it in a fire on top of it. That was, <laughs> and then that they was were like really stomping funny. it. It was like, yeah, you're going to have to digitally enhance the fire on here. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I will say that in all of that, Shannon, Dale, and Kat, uh, they were all having fun with the kind of stuff that they were saying about the people. And, and Matthew was just like trying to do CBS Survivor type things to, to be said. And I was like, oh, Matt. I thought it was kind of cool, though. That was uh, interesting. But um, one thing, I know this is like we're jumping back and forth, back and forth. But this like just came to me. Uh, yes, Josh forgot his notes, so he hasn't been yeah. able to look and I, over I'll, them. I don't want to forget this either, because I will forget. Like I'm, I would say, like, oh, let me save it for later, but then I'll forget it, and I don't want to forget this. But Nate uh, had a confessional where he was like theories with Nate, okay. and he was talking about how, oh, you know, when uh, Ben and Katie came over and I fed them popcorn. Guess what? Next week, Ben was gone. And then that time, I, me and Ivy were eating popcorn in my house. Next week, Ivy was gone. And then just last week, when Jackson came over, I fed him a cookie. And then he was even telling Jackson about it. Jackson was like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> He's like, should I even eat this? <laughs> and then Jackson goes home. Man. I will say, the funniest part about it to me was when production pointed out He's like, wait, don't you also eat while you're yeah. meeting with him? He's like, oh, shit. He's like, I've been playing myself this whole time. <laughs> but so now we're down. We're down to the final three. We have Dale, Shannon, and Kat. And it was pretty much like guaranteed. Like At that point, as soon as we knew that Dale was in the final three, it was like, Dale's got this, hopefully. Cause I got a little worried. I was too. I was too. I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, they're they're giving Shannon such a good edit right now. Oh, I swear to God. Was there any um, any of the jury members like questions or something that stood out to you? Nate's. Oh yeah. I'm oh. not gonna repeat. We're not. We're not. We already said tiddlywink, Josh. We can't repeat what Nate said. <laughs> But um, <laughs> uh, I did like Jax when he was like, "Oh, you're kind of like Thor in Infinity Wars." When he had, he could have swung and chopped his head off, but instead he like cut uh, you know into a shoulder or something. And then Shannon, I, that was a badass comeback. I have to say, she was like, I was more like Steve Rogers, where I was like the loyal soldier and and all this. These two are my buckies. I did feel bad for Kat, but oh, nobody dude. that nobody gave her hardly any questions. <laughs> Matthew. Matthew was like, you know, um, Kat, you said several times you didn't even really care about this game, so I'm not even gonna bother asking you any questions. This, the, like, what's the point? Like, <laughs> like just don't ask her any questions. Yeah, you don't have to point out that you're not gonna ask her any questions. There's no reason to be an asshole about she it. She had a good comeback though, when she was like, Oh, I know you're just dying because I'm up here and you're not. He I was one hundred percent. Damn cat. One hundred percent. And also Kat did have a good good point about how 
Nobody else. No one, yeah, no one ever came and talked to her. Yeah. And then she's like, Shannon did. Guess what? Me and Shannon are up here because Shannon took the time to even talk to me. If any of y'all had come to me and talked to me, then maybe I would have helped out you uh, yeah. or helped y'all out. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't change your level of care of the game, but that could have been a uh, a resource to them that they yeah. just chose not to go after because yeah they were just like, well, there's no point wasting our time with her because she doesn't care. And it goes back to like you know, cutting people off, like how we were talking way back in mm-hmm. HHH, where there's people who are just writing people off when, you know, Cat could have been the one person to save a lot of these people if they took the time to, you know, and I, it's a two-way street, too. Don't get me wrong. Cat could have took the time to reach yeah, out to somebody. Yeah, but they knew too. that she didn't care, but... Yeah. I mean, Shannon also knew that and still reached out to her in spite of her feelings about her at the very start of the season. Yeah, that's that was what I was saying earlier that I was going to wait for to talk about because <clears throat> um, no, I definitely don't think that Cat deserved to win or anything, um, but I also think that some of those people tended to take the game a little bit too seriously and ended up letting that uh, make them act like assholes to people. And granted, I mean, Cat gave it back to him, but still, there's no reason to, to be that way towards anybody, no matter what the circumstances are. So, uh, good on Cat for being able to stand up for herself and honestly make a really good point against all of them that it was their, their faults for not trying to reach out to her and work something out. And so, we got to see the appearance... Of Double O Dale, all in his tuxedo and everything, clean shaven. He almost looked like I didn't even recognize him, like a whole different person to me, almost. I think it was just that's the most side angle of Dale we've gotten all season. Yeah, we're used to seeing him like sitting in front of his computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think about all the sexy boy Dale, and then you had the uh, Listen, all the him I, dancing around. I am a 100% huge wrestling fan. So the just as soon as I heard Shawn Michaels' music hit, I'm just <laughs> a sexy boy. Sexy boy! I'm not your... I was like, oh, hell yeah. If if you understand that reference, I appreciate you. Well, apparently Dale's like a huge wrestling fan. He's a huge golf fan, which yes. I didn't know because he was like... Yeah, pumped up that. Listen, you know, Dale, Tiger won the Masters. Yeah, Dale was one of. I don't know where he's from, but he's one hundred percent a redneck. You can't <laughs> tell me no different. Like, he may not be. He may not have a southern bone in his body, but that man is the biggest redneck I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, getting drunk on the weekends, uh, <laughs> watching football and golf. <laughs> He's got Danger Dale. That man is 100% a redneck. He is. Listen, he could probably get down with the best of them. Playing the little Nas song or whatever. Yeah. With Billy Ray Cyrus. I got, I don't even, I got the old horses in the back. I don't know that song well enough to, so I'm not going to try. So, um, yeah, uh, I was a little worried because we did see... Uh, it was Megan and Nate were the ones that voted for Shannon. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, did, did, are they not going to vote for, sh- or for, are they not going to vote for Dale? This is going to be crazy. Like, I'm like, I'm not that crazy, am I? Dale cannot lose. Yeah. 
Nate was just bitter, and I think Megan just liked Shannon more. Yeah. I don't... Um, he said, well, you, you know, you outplayed everybody. I mean, you did... Uh, outwitted, outplayed out last. Yeah. So. Oh, Nate. What did Nate say? I can't exactly remember, but he was like, I can't believe that these people are all, all about you, Dale, and, and they're mm, all no. still... No, Balls no, beat. Josh, so. Josh, <laughs> Josh, do not say the last word that he said. Of course he had to say that again in the because he knew he got a big laugh at it when he said it the first time. They had to say it in his voting professional too. But. Mm. Do not say the last but word that he the said. The votes came out five to two. Dale as the winner of Survivor Michigan season four. I did like how he was kind of rooting for a thaw in season one when he said, like, hey, man, hope you win and we get celebratory drinks together. But then it's like, eh, Tarosky won, actually. Maybe you can go and get beers with him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that because I didn't watch season one. So, but yes. But. Dale won. Dale won. Dale won. We just, we, just, we just need to bask in Dale's greatness for a Dale. moment. Dale? No, we're going to cheer for Dale. 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 I, I want to see Dale play Dale. actual Survivor. I do too. 100%. I think he could win. Oh, 100%. Um, uh, I would pick him in the draft. Uh, not if I got That's to go gonna... first. <laughs> not if I got to go first. I, I agree 100%. I think, um, again, I've not watched the other seasons of this, but Dale is a true blue Survivor fan and i think he would be really really good at it i'd, I'd say he's a, a legendary winner he he's right up man if i had to rank tarowski and 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 dale i don't think i could i i ah uh, it kills me to think like because both of them are freaking legendary legendary winners if both of them were in a season together i don't i don't know which one i would pick to win over the other one but um hmm. Yeah, the other two winners, you know. um. (laughs) Listen, um, I 100% want to see Dale on CBS Survivor. Yeah, Dale Dale for Survivor. Dale for Survivor. (laughs) That is going to be the hashtag for this episode. Hashtag Dale for Survivor. Yeah, I'm so glad Dale won this season. He clearly, he played the best. He dominated the whole time. Um, it definitely did not make for good television in those mid episodes, but uh, one thing that kind of stood out to me was a lot of them. A lot of the jury was talking about people taking risk, and they almost used the fact that he had two the cushion of two idols against him. Like, oh, well, you had two idols. You didn't really have to take any risk. You had a smooth sailing once you got to final. And he well, was like, uh, the final seven. I took yeah. a huge risk right there by not playing my idols. That's true. That was 100% true. So, he could have easily wasted an idol and then got been out at, which, he won Final Five, so, he, but he, you can't know that. You yeah. can't just assume that you're going to win Final Five. So, yeah, no, that was huge. That was definitely Dale's biggest risk. Other than that, because of how good he was socially, he definitely, um, he definitely didn't need to take any big risks. Like, as, as much as I would have preferred to see more risk, just from a viewer standpoint, it would have been idiotic of him to take unneed, unneeded risk. Like, why would you 
why would you like if this is actual million dollar game and make unnecessarily big risk then you're dumb no, it's stupid but like, mm-hmm. I, I want it for tv and if, and if i think that you need a big move to like up your value to potential jury members and that's one thing but everybody knew that dale was running that you know dale put a lot of of you know, he played a lot of the game based on his relationship with Shannon and like, what, why, why, and Jackson. why quit now? Because, um, yeah, Jackson saved him on that one too by giving him a heads up. Because, um, of course, I, I really don't think Shannon would have went through it if, if she didn't take him to the freaking, if she didn't cut him at the final three. She sure as heck wasn't going to cut him <laughs> back no, then either. No, so. she was. <laughs> All right. So, Dale, he's our winner. Dale. Let's talk about the teaser we got for season five. Because we got Mr. Ian Harris came on there. He was thanking everybody for watching and and telling everybody to promote it. Because next season is going to be Survivor Michigan All-Stars Revenge Tour. We're going to have 21 former contestants coming back and play. It looks like Cooper is going to be on there. You know, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's nah. what I mean. It made it look like Cooper yeah. was going to play, but maybe he was just like, "Oh, I've waited nah, to see nah, all these listen, people play." The emotion that I that Cooper was showing in that little confessional thing, there's no way he's not coming back. <laughs> I want to know who's going to host though. I would like to see. Well, it's obviously it could be Cat. It's going to be Cat. That's yeah. exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> Can you believe Cat was saying like, "I don't want to be a producer. I just want to come to the host." Like she's on the hosting gig like for a while now. Listen, she might she might be no no offense, Cooper, but she's definitely a bit more uh <laughs> loud and boisterous. It might be a bit more funny. But yeah, I'm super excited because I guarantee I could probably list some people right now who I'm I hope we should see on this. Yeah, for I, sure. I won't know any of them. You know, it sure Cooper. made it look like Liz was gonna come back. And it's it's difficult because a lot because obviously I would love to see Dale I would love to see Tarowski and play, uh, yeah. but I don't a really... lot of them have already came back. And the and the whole theme is revenge tour. If you won, what kind of revenge? You ain't getting revenge. You're just defending your title. Yeah, I don't feel like there will be any returnees just based off the title. Honestly, though, I kind of. I kind of um, hope that none of the returning players from this season come back because that'll be their third season playing. That's a bit much for, you know, five seasons. Well, I think the reason why the people came back for this season, because I think they kind of knew that season five was going to be all-stars. I think most all the returning players, I think all the returning players that got to play this time were graduating this semester. So they were like, well... They're going to be graduating. They can't play in All-Stars, so let's try to get them back at least for Season 4. I hope so. I hope that's the case. So, um, yeah, I would love to see Liz play. What are some other people? Um, Season 2, I would love to see Nick. Season 3, Devin should come back. But other people, Emily Paddock from Season 3, I would like to see play again. Will from Season 3, I would like to see play again. Austin, uh, he would be pretty good too. Let's see, Brady. It made it look like Brady was going to come Bring back. Bring Tom back. Aaron, Aaron's going to come back for sure. Bring I think. Tom back. 
Shannon's gonna come back. No. Jackson will probably come back. Um, I would be down to see Jackson come back. Let's see. Who else from, oh, season two, Sarah. Sarah X, Sam, any of the big wigs I would love to see come back again. Um, dang, who's the really crazy girl? Oh, Andrew from season three. It definitely made it seem like he'll come back. Um, dang, who is that, the one party girl from season two? I can't believe I forgot this girl's name, but she would be, I would love to see her back again because she's pure entertainment. Um, a lot of season one, maybe uh, Leia, Mitch, Cooper. Uh, yeah, there's so many possibilities. A lot of, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm already pumped up. I'm excited, but we're going to have to wait till 2022 to see it all unfold. Let me ask you something. Do you think if you asked Shannon, if we've got the chance to interview Shannon and we asked her, do you regret not voting out Dale at final three? Do you think that she would say yes or no? Uh, I don't, she sounded pretty definitive in the answers that she gave in uh, the final tribal council. So um, at least for those reasons um, and her pride, I don't think she would change her answer. But I, I definitely believed her when she was saying it. So I don't no, I don't think she would... Uh, she she would regret it. I, I truly believed her when she said she didn't. Yeah. Even I, though I, she kind of like started crying. Yeah, I think she's as the, a realization the type of player in, who... But. I think she's the type of player who would um, be okay making the bad strategic decision but the good moral um, decision. And that's, yeah. that's hard to to come... In terms with to me, because I think like me and you are both kind of logical. We're we're kind of like Jackson in a way where we're like logical thinking, you know. But that is a thing that you have to contend with is emotional players, and that's that's it's hard to kind of because you know you would want to think that somebody would think okay, well, strategically to get me further in the game, whatever I have to do, I must do. But then you have these people who are they're emotional players and they don't think like that. They think like, oh, well, I like this person better than the other one. And you have to kind of take that into consideration. I, that, that's, I, know, I know that's one thing for me is a hard thing uh, like, uh, to kind of compensate for are the emotional players. because, uh, And that's a way, that's a, a thing about good survivor players is that they're able to um, not only, um, cause a lot of people, I think, assume that people are going to think the way that they think, which is not the case. You have to put yourself into the mind frame of other people and be able to detect who are the emotional players who are going to think, um, illogically, but in, like in a, an emotional sense. And who are the people who are going to think like strictly strategic? And Dale was able to pick up on that because he was like, oh, Jackson, he's a strategic person. Even though he told me, he promised me he was going to take me to the final three. He's a strategic person. He's smart. He knows he's not going to take me to the final three. Shannon, you know, you know, even though she told me she wasn't going to take me to the final three, you know, she's, um, that's because, that's because she didn't want to break a promise, promise to me. That's because she, she cares about me. She's got an emotional connection enough. That she doesn't want to promise me final three and then have to vote me out. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> in this in Survivor Michigan, considering 
that the stakes aren't as high. I mean, they're only playing for $50. I mean, and obviously the title of saying that they're the winner, but at the end of the day, that's just kind of for bragging rights. They're not playing for a million dollars. So I can respect it a lot more in a smaller stakes game. Um, Now, woo, I can't. You're playing for a million dollars to get over it. Y'all can be friends afterwards. So that's, I think that's where I draw like that line. (laughs) So if the stakes were a lot higher, even if they were playing for maybe like a thousand dollars, you know, um, maybe then I would be like, you just got to get over it. But I can see it both ways because I because when we were talking with Jackson, Jackson was like, I can't believe that these people are actually crying over people who, you know, they just met like a few months ago. Like, how did they get so connected like that to people who they just met? And I was like, you know what? That kind of does make sense. And then, but, you know, you got these people who are, you have to kind of figure out who these people are that are going to be the emotional players. So I don't, it's, it's crazy. For sure, for sure. So, uh, one thing, one thing I do want to do with you is, so, not too totally at the correct. very beginning of this season, this was the very first fan-made Survivor. What is your overall, you know, grading of Survivor Michigan? Or your, like, takeaway or whatever? Takeaway, which I definitely have an issue with this just in general but takeaway I would definitely say is um, if you've never I don't I don't know how you would have stumbled upon this podcast or listened to it but um, if you've never watched you know a fan made season um, or at least Survivor Michigan specifically I can't vouch for other ones um uh, open yourself up to it. It's a fun ride. Uh, it was definitely a labor of love, and I could tell that they put a lot of effort into producing this thing, and I can tell that they uh, really, really uh, liked doing it, um, the people putting it out. So I, I probably, I don't know that it was something that I would... Um, Let me put it, would you... Are you glad you watched it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I watched it. But what I'm saying is, like, I don't think that I'm going to go out of my way and watch other fan-made survivors. At least not not without the uh, express reason of for recording and talking about it. Like, it was good. It was good. But I guess not good enough to make me be like, okay, I'm going to go check out more and dive headfirst into all of it. I think overall... Um, I would rate it probably a solid six, six out of ten. What, um, so I know one of your biggest things going into it was like, oh, they're filming from crappy computers and phones. Did, did that kind of fade away as you were watching it? I got used to it. You got used to it? I got used to it. I, I wouldn't say that, that my, um, my criticism about that, uh, went away. Um, but I, I did get used to it. Like it, it didn't impede upon my viewing experience as much as I thought it would have though. 
All right, so if some reason we're not podcasting about season five, would you still watch it? I don't know. Because with it being a returning season, right, a lot of the appeal is a lot of the players are coming back, and I haven't watched most of the seasons already, so it's not like I would know any of the returning players, or at least not the majority of them. So I don't, it's a big I don't know. <laughs> uh, if I did, you should go back and watch them. They're they're good. They're good. Season one, you should have definitely stuck around and watched that one. That one's just iconic, best season of all time. Yeah, like one hundred percent. It was enjoyable. Um, like overall, overall, like everything considered. Again, I give it probably a solid six out of ten. Um, the easily one of the best winners that I've seen come out of any season of Survivor that I've watched, period. Like, everything that I've watched considered. Um, so for, and I would say for that reason alone, like, people definitely need to watch Dell play. <clears throat> um, if you, I think if you want, like, a really good, like, this is how you should play Survivor, um, like, example. I, yeah, I just really want to see Dale on Real Survivor so <laughs> so that I can... But honestly, like out of everybody that I've watched, I would probably rank Dale's second best Survivor winner I've seen play, period. All right. Well, so there we have it. We have, you know, he, he grew up from never watching anything to growing to love this whole experience and ride that we've been on with Survivor Michigan. You know, one of the things that Ian said at the end of the show is he wanted us to kind of spread. And that's, he's like, he wants the people to spread the word about Survivor Michigan. And that was, for me, the whole point of covering Survivor Michigan. Because when I watched season three, it was so fun. And I went back and I watched season one and season two. And I had such a blast. And I was like, let's, we're going to, we're going to cover Survivor Michigan here. Because I really want to. Because it's, it's so much fun. These people put in so much work and so, uh, so much effort. And I think out of really all these fan mates, I hadn't watched a lot of them, but it's definitely one of the best. And so, you know, if you haven't gone back and watched any of the uh, previous seasons, go back, watch them, and then get prepared for season five All Stars. Get pumped for it, because I am. <laughs> all right, so we put this season to bed, but we got things brewing. Yeah, we're not done yet. We're going to have an interview with the one and only uh, aforementioned Ian Harris himself, the lead editor for Survivor Michigan. He'll be coming on. Uh, Dustin's been talking all his smack about Settlers of Catan. I swear Uh, to God. I swear to God. I swear to God, Josh. Ian's, Ian's Ian's already told you, if you don't learn how to pronounce it correctly, we are putting the robber on you every time. But yes... We are doing a dual interview Catan game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear from from Ian and all the what goes into putting the episodes together and all this stuff here and some maybe some of the behind the scenes, some of the footage that we didn't get to see and all that. I'm, so I'm 100 um, percent interested. And then we may may have a couple more exit interviews. Who yeah, knows? I would love for us to get an interview with Dale. Matthew. Yes, I want 
If yes. If there's anybody else you guys want to hear from, go ahead, comment, tweet at us, at Analyst Podcast. If you have any questions for Ian while we interview him, please send them our way on Twitter, at Analyst Podcast. We're trying to be a little bit more interactive with you guys, so... Pretty please. Alright, so I guess that closes us out for Survivor Michigan. Wolverine Wars. We'll be back with some few episodes. And until then, we will see you guys next time. Bye.